Hey y'all, hey y'all, it's your girl Diamond here, your host of the Creative Women Wanted podcast, where I talk to black women in television about their life, creativity, work, art, spirituality, and routines. We talk about books. We talk about all things here at Creative Women Wanted. And today I'm so excited about this episode because we have Naima Jabali Nash. She was one of the producers and one of the directors on the 1619 Project on Hulu. She is an award-winning freelance producer and storyteller, and she is phenomenal. She really is like such a gentle woman and really kind and really, really brilliant. And I really enjoyed our interview. You know, the conversation was beautiful. We talked about, you know, how the 1619 Project came about, how directing came about for her, you know, how she decides the type of projects that she'll work on and, you know, what, like, what does confidence look like for her, right? As a director and as a producer, we also get to talk about the things that she is excited about. Her spirit, like I said, is gentle, and you can tell that she has a lot of passion for what she does. Here's our conversation. All right, I am so I'm I'm like like really really excited. I've told you this a million times, but I'm very excited to have you on the podcast, Naima. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. So you have a beautiful background as a producer in documentary series content. Real Sports with Brian Gumble, Mike Tyson, The Knockout. You also produced on the 1690 Project, in which you've directed. So how did the opportunity to direct the 1619 Project present itself? Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, and uh, thank you for looking into my work. You've done, you've done your research. Appreciate that. The, the opportunity to direct on the 1619 Project um, somewhat came um, organically and also out of necessity, really, um, we had had a director on the race episode and given the work that uh, I was doing on the capitalism episode, um, our executive producers on the project felt very comfortable and confident with me stepping into that role. So yeah, it was, it kind of was twofold uh, in that way, just showing up in the role and, and really it being a continuation of the work that I was already doing. And uh, the opportunity presented itself, and and the leadership uh, felt very confident with me taking that uh, taking that role. I mean, you did such a beautiful job. I'm actually going to skip to that question because, like you mentioned, you directed <laughs> the episode on race, episode two, and the entire episode was very beautiful. Especially, I, I was so taken aback by like the the blackety text with the woman that was pregnant and all of her in her attire. I mean, it was just so beautiful. Yeah. How yeah. did you decide the visual direction and what was your inspiration? Yeah, well, it, what we do is it's always a very collaborative process, right? So um, I was co-directing this episode with Shoshana Guy. And then we had an amazing uh, director of photography, Jerry Henry, on the project. And so just to speak and respond specifically to the example that you gave um, with the, the artwork at a, a local gallery here in Harlem. And um, we actually had to pivot that day because... Um, it was raining. The top portion of the day, we were doing portrait work um, in a park. And uh, by the time um, we were having lunch, it started to rain. And so um, Shoshana really got on the horn and, and found a place for us to, to pivot to do something indoors. And uh, when we walked into the gallery, it was just kind of like we both were like, this is, <laughs> this is the spot. And so it just um, you know, sometimes when you're in the field and you have to problem solve in real time, sometimes the universe opens things up and uh, 
really aligned and the things that you had planned for um, really turned out to be even better than what you had originally planned to do. And so we kind of were able to get that duality throughout the day. We got some lovely portrait work done in, uh, in the park at the top of the day. And then uh, because of Mother Nature, we pivoted and were able to get those, those beautiful portraits um, in a gallery here in Harlem on the second half of the day. And um, we, uh, again, we, we walked in and we just kind of all looked at each other. And once we were able to call the, the artist and get approval from him to, you know, um, do our setup in front of his work, uh, it was it was a go. The fact that it was a pivot that yeah. made that thought come about is amazing. I do want to ask: Was there any nervousness at all, like in within the pivot between what you all had, like when you all found out it was raining, right, and you had to pivot? Were you all nervous, or was it just like, all right, this is we're gonna figure it out? Not really nervous. I think um, we had we had a contingency which wasn't. Uh, you know, ideal, but you know, sometimes in those situations, you just kind of have to have faith. And as long as you are communicating, my, my main thing was it was pushing back our schedule. So we had, we had people who were expecting to get their portrait work um, done at a certain time. And I'm always, and my team always very super communicative about, about that. And everyone was so gracious because, you know, what that kind of allows for is we have to switch locations and we have to build in that location so it set us back a bit timing wise but again um with everybody's hard work it really turned out to be something quite beautiful that uh everyone was was so patient with us that is very beautiful what was it like for you to direct like what was that process like what were you doing each day like what was it like behind the camera for you can you talk a little bit about that yeah directing is a uh, you know um you're leading a team and, you know, I had a, an amazing team um, for both my capitalism and race episodes, my film producer, Quentin Bodwin and our editor, Adriana and our assistant editor, um, Celine. But um, I think it was just really about having a game plan and also being flexible when we were, when we were out in the field. And like we talked about a little bit earlier, pivoting with things, you know, didn't go, didn't go our way, but um, I really love the portrait work in the race episode. This is an episode that is really centered around Black women, although we talk about how racial classification systems affect us all in these categories, but this was a real opportunity to, to show um, the beauty of Black women. And so when we would be in spaces, we would just really try things out. And I would you know, when you're on location, sometimes we have the photos, but it's different when you're there in person. And so we'd have a game plan before we, we touch down. But when we get there, you know, it's really just conversations about, oh, I'm thinking about this. Or what if, what if we have someone sitting in this chaise lounge chair and all oh, the blinds are, you know, open those up in the sun, the natural light can come through. And we just really, um, are able to just kind of like brainstorm and then and then execute the ideas that uh, that naturally come to us and that's what I'm looking forward to more as I progress and and after this project is to do more directing and try and really uh, lean into that role because I do really enjoy whether you're directing or whether you're producing uh, leading a team and um, I feel very fortunate to have had the the best team to lead on this one I feel like 
the result of you all's work is definitely a reminder to trust my own creativity because for you mm -hmm. all to go on set and you know have your plan but go on set and make decisions on set and it and it comes out so beautifully i mean it's just like okay yes let me trust my creativity you all that was i mean it really is beautiful yeah thank you and i think too right you have the things that are your priorities that you must you must get and feel you know those are non-negotiables right and then you have things that just kind of like oh these are this is this is extra and just managing your time to make sure that uh you're able to get um all the things that that you need and hopefully you open yourself up to the unknown <laughs> how do you decide what projects you want to work on it's a good question my curiosity kind of uh has been a real a dictator for my career and the projects um, that I choose. Uh, when I feel like there is something to say in a space, when I feel like something scares me a little bit, <laughs> just in terms of like, whether it's the content or the role or, you know, the, the length of the project, I think, um, you know, stepping in into fear and being uncomfortable is also something that's uh, attractive to me um, with the project, who I'm working with. Um, and uh, because it, again, it's such a collaborative uh, space, um, this work that we do. And um, I think all of those things kind of aligned on this one, mm -hmm. but ultimately just through the progression of my key career, whether it's, you know, choosing to leave HBO to stretch myself in long form storytelling, you know, I had a really good um, career and time at Real Sports. And um, I just wanted to challenge myself in a different way. And so it's always kind of been, okay, just checking in with myself and like asking myself questions like, all right, is this serving me? If it is, that's great. What else can I learn here? Mm -hmm. If it's not, what do I want and how do I get it? I love that because I'm the same way. Like I, I especially care about what is the intention of the project? What type of stories are we going to be telling? Does this reflect the type of stories that I want to tell, right? And I'm, I don't want to be just doing it to do it, right? It's like, what is the intention? So I, I, I feel you on that. What was it about the 1619 project specifically? Like, had you engaged with its other forms? Like, had you listened to the podcast, read any of the articles? Like, what was the attraction there? Yeah, I definitely listened to the podcast um, and oh, I read... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so good and just so enraging, you know. Yeah, listen to the podcast. I uh, read um, uh, Nicole's essay on, uh, on democracy. And um, I, uh, well, at that point, the book wasn't published yet, but um, I was aware of, of the 1619 Project. It's almost like, how can you not be, which I think is, What's great about um, what, what Nicole has created is this evolution of different mediums for it to get out to, to people. Um, so yeah, what attracted me, I think on a, on a personal level, it felt very um, intrinsic. My, my parents, I grew up in a household where um, they very much made sure that we understood uh, who we were as, as African-Americans in this country and um, that our stories didn't start with enslavement and um, just to be proud of, of who we are and how 
um, institution of slavery informs, you know, our lives, right? And so it felt very close and personal in that way. And then from a professional um, lens, again, it's that kind of like, you know, uh, Nicole won a Pulitzer Prize, right? So you know that you have to come correct. <laughs> you know, this is not you. This is something that um, you know a lot of people have have criticized, and so you don't want to um, let her down. You don't want to let her vision um, not come to fruition in in the way that uh, you know she may have envisioned. And so it was just a challenge. And so and you're sitting with such. Um, heavy material for yes. quite a long time. So I had to ask myself, is that something I'm willing to do? Um, and so for all of those reasons, um, I took the leap and, uh, and said, yes. I love that. And you, I mean, you've done your thing. Did you feel prepared? Did you feel prepared? Because I feel like sometimes if we don't feel prepared, we'll say no. And if you didn't, yeah. If you didn't feel prepared, how did you get prepared? I felt prepared just in terms of like the role of a, a producer. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it, the challenge on this one is, is taking lead from the essays and turning them into our medium, right? Yes. And so yes. Yes. I think in preparation for that, so it's just, just a lot of reading, a lot of reading, a lot of talking to people, so many conversations and, uh, you know, um, our uh, our executive one of our executive producers Shoshana Guy um we had a lot of meetings and we we were super communicative throughout the whole process um and uh I think just in preparation you know we had already a set kind of recommended reading list if you will to get read in on you know what your topic and what your episode was and it all really started with the essay um, for capitalism that Matthew Desmond wrote and then for race that uh, Dorothy Roberts wrote. And I can't even tell you how many times I read those essays over and over and over and over again. So those sort of served as the North Star in, in terms of, um, you know, our thesis. And then it was about leaning into my expertise of, of uh, turning that into our visual medium and finding contemporary stories and uh, that's where Nicole and her team were very deferential to, to us and the rest of the uh, producers and directors on the project. It sounds like such deep work and intentional work that you all had to do to, you know, prepare yourself. And like you mentioned earlier, it's, it's very weighty storytelling, right? It's heavy. Yeah. How did you take care of yourself while filming? Did you have routines? Like what, what were you doing in, in between time? Yeah, well, um, a lot of therapy. <laughs> okay. I had uh, bi-weekly therapy sessions um, and uh, lots of um, talking to friends and to family members. Um, I'm very fortunate. I live across the street from a park. And so being able to just sometimes take a respite and take a walk, getting some fresh air on your face. And um, I tried um, to really stick to a routine of moving my body in the morning. So taking... Uh, before I would, you know, be on and start my day, take at least 30 minutes to have some kind of physical activity. Um, that really helped. Um, and wine. 
<laughs> Look, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> no, I, I feel you on the in the morning. Like I feel like walking helps me metabolize all of the energy that I may wake up with because I might be sometimes I might be overwhelmed with how much I have to go through and or how much yeah. I have to do today. So a nice right. little walk or some movement. I feel that. So now yeah. that the now that the show is out, you've done a lot of hard work. How are you how are you feeling about it? I don't know. I don't always brag about myself or the or the the things that the shows that I'm a part of or the work that I do. And I think I'm really just kind of leaning into um, the uh, the joy with it being out into the world and people being able to to check it out at their own time. And, um, you know, I was just with uh, one of our production associates who was on this series having coffee with her this morning. And I think just we were just both uh, talking about the range of emotions that um, we both have gone through on, um, the 9th of February when the last two episodes were out, it was a little, I was a little sad. I was like, Oh, today's the last <laughs> release date, you know? Um, but, uh, I feel very proud of the work that we were able to do, um, because it was definitely a, a huge undertaking, the material, the COVID of it all. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, that delaying production at points, um, and uh, it's almost like, um, I don't run, but <laughs> I imagine like people who do when they finish a marathon, you cross that that finish line and all these emotions just come rushing out um, because, I mean, we, we gave as much as, as we possibly could. We gave it, we gave it everything. And uh, I think it shows up, it shows up in the work. And so um, to know that we left it all out there and we did the best that we could makes me feel really good about that. I'm, I mean, I just can't say enough how beautiful it is and how thoughtful it feels and how much I'm learning from it. I love what I'm learning from it because I mean, it's yeah. definitely like the black history that we were never taught. And after hearing even Nicole's story and how long she's been invested in this work, it feels like this is very thoughtful. Like we're not here. I, I, I knew nothing of any of this. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like looking up Nile Rogers essentials, you know, because it's like, what, what, yeah. you know, and it's just, it, it's so thoughtful. It's also very hard, some of it to hear because it's like, man, Amazon, Amazon is connected to, I mean, like the, like the, the, the way in which Amazon runs is connected to the history of slavery, right. what slavery was right. So, yeah, yeah, it's like the culture, right. You know, of, um, you know, Nicole says it in there, we kind of accept, you know, that this is, this is what we, this is a capitalist society. And so this is how it, it's, it's supposed to run. And it doesn't, I think the thing that we try to, to have the viewer sit with is it doesn't have to look this way. You know, it's, it's rooted yeah. in the brutality of the institution of slavery. But what if we all just kind of like, stop to really think about, you know, what would be, what would be better for all of us for there to be equity um, amongst yeah. all of the people who work so hard, amongst all races, right? You know, it starts there, but it affects us all. So Absolutely. I think that that's what's so powerful about this form is that you don't have to just read it in a book and put it down and say, okay, that was, that was then. But I, I think what we try to try and show you that how it informs us today, right? How the, the echoes and the resonances we still very much live with, whether we choose to acknowledge it or not. 
what you're saying is making me think about um, specifically the situation with the unions and mm-hmm. just like, I just had, didn't have many much information about that. And just to know that people are, or to be more aware of the fact that people are fighting over more vacation time or like how they were treated during the pandemic. It was just like, it, it definitely made me want to be more aware of what I am aware of. Right. Like I need, mm-hmm. there's so much stories I need to learn and things I need to be aware of instead of what I'm just deciding to consume every day. And I just, it made me tear up at the end when, um, I forget which city it was that didn't get to again form their union, but it was just made me tear up. Like, man, these people are, they work so hard every day and they have to go to court and they have to do all these things just to be recognized as humans. And it was just, yeah, that was in Bessemer, Alabama that, um, they're still yeah. waiting to hear whether or not they can um, count some contested uh, ballots. But, you know, and it, and it also, I think, hopefully, the anger and the, and the sadness is also um, on the same level as, as, as the joy and the hope. Oh, yes. Because yes. you see yes. everyday individuals saying, you know, we won't accept this. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about Jennifer Bates sharing her story and, and Derek Palmer sharing his story is because, you know, all it takes is somebody saying, you know, this isn't right. And uh, hopefully they have some people who can stand in lockstep with them in solidarity um, and fight for the better of, of all of uh, the people who they work alongside. I want to agree because Yes, their joy at the end of, or in, in the other town, I forget which, sorry, I'm forgetting the other town that uh, did get well, Staten Island, was the, Staten Island yeah. was the facility, but uh, they they found out that they they won um, in Brooklyn, that that was where okay. the office uh, was. But yeah, no, it was- Your joy it was, was my joy. Moment. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. What are you what are you excited to take away um, as you move into future projects, right? Like, what are you excited to take away from this project, whether it's what you learned professionally or what you will take away personally? Um, yeah, what are you excited to take with you? Um, that's a good one. I, I think uh, with every project that I do, I always have such connections with the people who I collaborate with. And, you know, whether that's one individual or a few, it's like... Um, I, I always say like, I want to keep it very simple. I want to do dope work with dope people, you know? And so I have um, so many new, my community has grown with this with this project. Um, I think also what I want to take with me is just more tenderness and care with myself. I mean, I, I yeah, I told you I ran in the morning or walked in the morning and those are those are good things and therapy is, is good. But um, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you know, you really do sacrifice your well being um sometimes for for work and i do want to work on that uh more um and i learned that on this project uh that sometimes you have to you have to choose yourself first and the work is always going to be there and it's going to get done and um i uh so those are two things is that i take with this uh um more community in my uh, in my world, absolutely. I'm about to read "Rest Is Resistance" that book. So. I have that. I just got. I'm reading it now. Oh, how is it? Rest, oh, it's good. Rest is more than okay. Rest is our human our human right. Rest is necessary. Rest is necessary. <laughs> so yes. Okay. I'm really excited to to dig into that book. So, 
Um, I did want to ask, where yeah. do you get your creative confidence? That is what a lot of this season of my podcast is about, is about like those, um, the things that make up who we are and like the internal work that we have to do. Working on my confidence as a creative has, has been a journey. And I'm curious, you know, where do you get your creative confidence? And have you always been confident in your creativity? Always no. But I, I think it, it comes from just reminding myself what I've done. Right. Like um, one of the things that my therapist was helping me work on, because we all kind of we might have that negative voice to be like, oh, can you do it? And maybe they have the wrong person, you know, they found you out. Like right. you've, been, <laughs> you've been thinking it this long. And it's like she always she will say um, she was like, well, what evidence do you have to support that? And then it's like crickets, you know, so it's um, it really is about um, kind of just taking a step back and knowing that you've been there already. Um, and you, you figured it out. Um, I think personally, I've had, uh, that kind of personal ethos with myself that I, that I'll figure it out. You know, when I graduated from college, I didn't really know what it is that I wanted to do. And I, you know, I thought I was going to be living a life in Paris and writing for fashion magazines and I'll figure it out. But I, I did so, but in a different, a different way. And so, um, I also think family, friends, and community, they also help remind you and, and um, remind you who you are. And um, so I think asking myself uh, the questions of what evidence do I have to the negative, you know, thoughts, you know, listening to those, but also putting those in a corner and just uh, doing what's doing what's in front of me and um, listening to those people who always love and support me, my family and um, my friends. That is so good. I'm definitely going to be asking myself that. And I always, I, me and my partner always say like, what is in front of us? Because mm -hmm. if I think about everything else, I can get anxiety, but I really, I really love that. Um, since we met, since we had like this brief moment about books, what books have been helpful to you in your spiritual journey? Um, you know, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I have confidence that, Rest is resistance will be helpful. I'm also reading all about love. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, love I already can see. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna finish this book, and I think my life will never be the same after reading this. Absolutely. Book. <laughs> um, oh, The Alchemist, I will say, has definitely been a very transformative, uh, uh, spiritually connecting kind of kind of book, and one that I kind of go back to every now and then. Um, so that that's what I'll I'll say is is the alchemist. But um, I I must confess is that I do have like a, a pretty substantial stack of books next to my bed that uh, are half read or you yeah, know quarter of the way. And so now that I'm in my rest and respite moment, I'm I'm cracking some of those books back open. I love. It. I'm the same way. I'm like. I just want, I just need the books in my house. Like if I see it, I love it. I just need to have it and I might mm -hmm. pop it open and I'm like, you know what? I'll come back to you. So yeah. It's like someone I said something good about this book. I should get it. And then I will I get it. It's over here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's all right. I, I always get to it when I need to. Um, mm -hmm. What do you want your work to say about you? I think that, uh, that I'm someone who challenges herself and really um, attaches herself to projects where I feel like there is something to be said, something to hopefully cut through in the zeitgeist and, and reach people. 
and also hopefully that when people watch uh, my work that they feel less alone, that they feel that they see themselves in someone else's story. And um, I think that that's very important to me oh. when, I, when I choose to do my work. Well, I can say from the work that I've seen, I can absolutely see myself. So you are you are certainly doing your thing. Yo. I'm just so delighted to have talked to her because the 1619 project was like so good from beginning to end. Like I really wish I knew another way to describe it, but I talked about it a lot in this episode. And I hope you I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure that you share with a friend. If you like the 1619 project, if you know a friend, coworker, family member liked it as well, please pass this episode along. As always, I'm so grateful for you and for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating and come back next week. Talk to y'all soon.